you for downloading the Inspirational Women of Portsmouth podcast. My name is Ronnie Edwards and I run Pomodzi Creatives, which hosts the Inspirational Women of Portsmouth Awards. These awards mark International Women's Day through a nomination process where anyone can be nominated for being inspirational, regardless of their context. The project also raises money for the Rape Counselling Service Parks. This series gives us a chance to get to know some of the women who were nominated for the awards. I hope you enjoy them. You, Diane, got nominated uh, for your community volunteering role. Um, and you work, uh, you volunteer for Family Church. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to read uh, some of the text that was uh, um, put forward for you that the mm-hmm. panel of trailblazers had a look at alongside some other supporting evidence. Um, and it was just so wonderful. So as part of your nomination, somebody said, uh, Diane does the following volunteer work in the community via Family Church. She's a nurse by profession, but is very passionate about helping everyone in her community. She does the following, and there's a list of so many things that you do that it was, we were just like tired reading it. <laughs> um, uh, you work in the you volunteer in the food bank, uh, providing mm-hmm. emergency food hampers. Uh, you volunteer in a drop-in centre, uh, which provides uh, friendship and food to anyone wishing to access a service for the local community, which is just wonderful. Um, and I think that happens at the Empower Centre, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you have a homeless outreach, um, providing mm-hmm. warm meals and drinks and clothing. Um, and you also have like a baby basics um, mm-hmm. um, scheme where you provide hampers to mothers um, yep. in need of emergency support. So I can imagine um, you've probably got a lot on your plate at the moment. Oh, it's huge. It's, um, it's been really an, an interesting time because even since the nomination, some of those things have um, escalated beyond mm. you know, anything, which is great. We've, we've had to drop a few things. Mm. Um, and obviously, it's interesting you say about it's tiring. I always sometimes have to hold back to tell people what I do because I do so much. But obviously, I don't do it on my own. Mm. The food bank, for instance, has got a fantastic team that does the day-to-day running and I just sort of strategically oversee that mm. and when we first had lockdown obviously there was a lot of scurrying around getting food trying to get enough resources so that's the sort of role that I take on is I'll say right what do you want me to do to help me do your help you do your job better yeah um but that's you know that food banks come into their own in times like this especially um the baby bank I suppose that's my biggest baby for want of choice of words um and it was something that came across my way by chance really um my nursing career for the last sort of 20 years years has been based and looking after premature infants um and babies so I worked there for 20 years everything about babies I I just loved sick babies and getting them well it was great Mm. my husband said hey this is a project I think you would love and at first I was like oh no Mm. I've done enough babies. I don't want yeah. to do that outside of work as well. I just yeah. not my thing. As yeah. my kids are older, um, but 
it came across my way. I started doing it, got involved in about 2016, very, very slow to start because mm. I wanted to just get it right. And mm. it's just expanded and it has become a passion of mine. So although it, at first I was a bit like, mm, I'm not sure. <laughs> I just love it. Yeah, you're, it's you're amazing. It's it. an amazing thing. Yeah. It, it's, so, it's, it's My house is full of baby clothes. Oh, so are you in the, are you, do you collect, actively collect baby clothes, unwanted baby clothes then or? Yeah, so the way it works is, it's a, it's a brilliant project. It's like a franchise really, because it was started up in Sheffield and then Mm -hmm. they saw the potential, which I loved it because it was a mum with a vision Mm -hmm. and that I love. A woman with a passion to say, right, I'm going to get this going. And she did. And now it's across all cities. Yeah. So a lot of it is, it's, and it's also really eco-friendly. I think it's the best way to recycle, isn't it? So we mm. have pre-loved items. Yeah. And it's great because people say, I've got all this baby stuff. Yeah. And they'll yeah. hand it over. And we do, we are very picky. We only give the best of the best mm. because I really feel, and in, in fact, we mix it with new items if we get funding. Because yeah. they're coming from a lot of, you know, we deal with a lot of refugee families, single parents, mm. um, Lots of mums are just in low income and there's that real judgment about, you know, why are you still having children? You can't afford it. You know, mm. that sort of thing. You think actually baby basics just says, come as you are and mm. we will just love you and spoil you, which is what I love. And um, you also run a course called Shine. Mm. Um, yes. Is that like a self worth confidence kind of project mm, yeah it's again a shine is um it was developed by hillsong church which is a massive um you know a church that started in australia and they do uh-huh. shine women right and it's based on it's sort of low level self-esteem it's based around cbt but again okay. all the things that we do in the community i like to think it they all joins together so mm. you have a looking after a family often women have got children and things you can lose yourself so that self-esteem works really hand in hand so it's based on three different modules strength purpose and worth okay Um, and it's it's over three weeks and we do workshops and it's again very interactive it's completely free we just spoil the ladies that come in we bless them with gifts and and just leave them with some tools that they take away so we're not going to change their life they're not going to come in one way and go out shining but they <laughs> will go out knowing how to get shining if that makes sense oh uh, well, and, and, and it, yeah and there's a trickle down effect to that isn't it like of when course, you, yeah you, yeah when you're nurtured then you nurture mm. others there's there's actually lots of evidence to show that um women that build their self esteem can um you know be better mothers better friends just just feel part of community more oh that's wonderful um I'd love to know a little bit more about you (laughs) and me all because I'm nosy (laughs) like that (laughs) so how would you describe yourself like if I said to you Diane give me three words to describe yourself how how would you do it I think compassion definitely I'm compassionate Mm. um Mm. compassionate passionate about everything I do Mm. um visionary and mm. hardworking yeah. which um yeah and I think that a lot of those things came so hardworking I think certainly my upbringing my parents were very hardworking mm. um you know it wasn't always easy for them but my dad instilled on me if you don't want something you know if you want something you have to work hard for it mm. um and that that was a a thing that just was in me all my life. Yeah. So every job yeah. I've had has been a hard working job. I love getting stuck in. Yeah. 
yeah to the detriment of myself sometimes yeah I have to hold back I give all of myself yeah to yeah all things that sounds familiar um <laughs> yeah so, and how how have you learned to be kind to yourself within that because um self-kindness I know mm. I know you've spoken about actually um looking after other women but Mm. how do you look after yourself especially when you're visionary and such a hard worker yeah yeah it, and I think that's what I've had to deal with because I think with a visionary so I will always see the bigger picture I will yeah. always strive for more in, in some ways lockdown's been really good for me I've had to learn to be solitary and to sit and reflect and think mm. things through mm. so that kindness thing and it's very much um I think at the root of all of my self-kindness at the moment is my faith. Mm. That's my big go-to through all things. So if you are in solitude, then I know that I can pray and I can reflect and and give things to God. But also as well, there's those practical things like um, I got so busy. You know, you sort of, we have that routine, get up, shower, bang, bang, bang. Yeah, yeah. Just take it having a bath and I think over the years I've said, oh, I don't want to have a bath. It's wastes water. But I think that weekly soak in the bath is yeah. a good investment. So I really, with, you know, with a few candles, yeah. Well, I, I have candles there. I never light the blessed things because I'm not very organized, but wow. I, have loads of, I love um, trying out bath bombs and, you know, it's the whole workspace pack conditioner. Good, um, good. So that is really nice. And I play music and, you know, again, it's about stopping, making yeah. myself stop. And um, you are an inspirational woman. Um, that's like, there's no discussion around this. That's that's what it is. <laughs> and, and you've got a tribe around you that's just told mm. you and recognise you. Yeah. Who, who, do you, can you think of anyone who's been really influential in your life um, or inspirational in your life that, that's helped you develop and grow? Mm. I had a manager that was um, somebody who I didn't always get on with. We Mm. would clash a little bit. We're totally different. I'm very touchy-feely, very feeling, I'm very feelings-based and emotive. Mm. She's very capable. Mm. But that combination between the two over the years was amazing. She absolutely encouraged me to see my worth and to to aim to be um, all that I can be. Mm. And it was so refreshing for somebody to be on my side and say, I want to see you achieve. Mm. And so when I started in my, um, you know, my my nursing role, started in uh, a very junior role, and I was quite happy. The fact that I'd become a trained nurse was enough for me. Yeah. But she made me look more and think, just keep going. And I, I just got promotion after promotion after promotion. I think she always made me strive to do more. And that was amazing because I, I didn't even think I'd get through nursing. And pe- people are really amazed when I say when I was in nursing school, I was always in the office having a chat with somebody because they, they were concerned about how quiet and how anxious I was. And that's because I wanted it so badly, but didn't think I'd ever achieve it. Aww. So to just get that and to have a manager that just invested in me. And she didn't yeah. have to. Yeah. You know. Oh, so that's lovely. That was great. So I was just wondering, um, mm. as part of my podcast series with Inspirational Women, 
um, I, I love to hear uh, stories of overcoming um, mm-hmm. obstacles because I think that needs to be put out in the atmosphere as well. Is there anything mm-hmm. that you feel like you could share with us in terms of a story of overcoming something and how you overcame it and, and how, mm. how, yeah, how you overcame it really? I think um, one of the biggest things that I've overcome and people are sometimes very shocked when I tell them, um, when I had my second child, I had really severe postnatal depression. It was psychosis. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the rarest form. It's purple psychosis. Mm. I was in hospital for five months and had 13 episodes of ECT, um, was in a mother-baby unit, all of those things. Even to the point where I, my nursing, they'd written me off. I mm. think everybody thought she will never, she will never recover from this. Mm. So I was ill for many years, um, loads and loads of drugs, suicidal, all of those things. And when people hear that, I can't imagine that you would be like that. Mm. Um, and that recovery was huge. And having my my baby, that was one of the biggest things that I'd lost loads of memories from her. Um, I'd lost, I was worried about the bonding. Mm. Um, she's 18 now. So it was when she was, um, when she was born. Okay. But at the same time, I'd had my little toddler had had a peanut and nearly died. Um, my mum died. A month mm. later, my dad died. Mm. So that, even remember if I'm honest, but it could have broken many families. Mm. We recovered. Mm. We're still married, still got a, a really good, strong unit. And I'm almost privileged that I had that opportunity to understand a part of a mental ill health mm. episode. Mm. Um, because it, it's very easy for people to see their view of it and that's that you're just a mum not coping. Dismiss it. Or, yeah. Yeah, and the stigma and everything. Whereas I embraced it. I think it was part of who I was. Mm. Um, and I've learned a lot over, even now, very easily people will label you. And mm. if I perhaps get a day where I'm a bit, I know, tearful or something, people go, oh, well, you need to be careful. Very patronising, very like, let's put you back in that box. Mm. But I know I've been totally healed. And obviously my faith and everything, I believe, totally in healing. Um, and I just think I'm not, I'm not that person. Um, mm. And I think to recover and to get that stigma and that label taken off you is a massive achievement because mm. people can't wait to put you back there. And yeah. I really, you know, I feel that if there's anyone listening to this, you know, that is suffering with me- mental health, you know, sometimes it's a part of us or yeah. it's a part of our past and it yeah. doesn't define you. Yeah. So many people want to define you by it. Yeah. And it's, it was an interesting uh, journey for sure. Oh, well, thank you for sharing that. That's a really powerful story. We could do a whole podcast series on that, Dan. I could. <laughs> it, <laughs> I'd love to. <laughs> it's the kind of thing that, that people need to hear, like people mm. hear that overcoming story of, of yeah. actually, this is where I was, but this mm. is where I am now, and yeah. um, hear, hear my warts. <laughs> yeah, totally, yeah. <laughs> because... Yeah. It's not always a shiny after version, is it? But it's an after no. version, and that's all we. Oh, that's totally. All we <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Yeah. So um, I might might follow up with you on another podcast on another time. I'm happy to do that. <laughs> um, Diane, thank you so much for your time. Um, just mm-hmm. very aware that I'm having to shut down um, timescale-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, of course. But I just feel so much richer just having <laughs> listened to your story. So really appreciate it. Thank you. That's thank great. You thank you for that. Cheers. <laughs>